There are lots of financial talking heads out there, but there's only one who's local to Tucson. Welcome to Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman is a certified financial planner, and he's here to help you with your financial questions. Today, we'll try to educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think of solutions to your financial goals. So let's get started. Saving with Silverman starts now. Hello and welcome to Saving with Silverman, because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. I'm Walter Storholt, alongside certified financial planner professional and the president of Silverman and Associates, Mark Silverman, serving you in Tucson and throughout Southern Arizona. Mark, great to be with you this week, and obviously we should make note that the name of your radio show has changed. You've been on the airwaves for years now, but we are uh, no longer the financial symphony. We are now simply saving with Silverman, and uh, good to have you on with us this week. Happy to be here, Walter, and very excited to uh, finally have our own show and uh, hopefully providing the same value that you've heard us before, but more personal, and, and you'll be hearing more of me on the show, which hopefully is a good thing. Yeah, I think it will be, and uh, we still will get sort of the same great information as Mark has been talking to you about for years here on the program, but you are just be getting even more of it now, even more airtime for Mark Silverman, and that means more topics and items that we can discuss. Lots of things coming up on today's show, by the way. We'll talk about some of the opportunities for improvement uh, that you might need to think about in your financial plan. Also, what it looks like to have postponed rewards in your financial life and sometimes the benefit of those postponed rewards. The questions you should ask an advisor and we'll answer some questions from the mailbag, questions from you here in the area. All that straight ahead on today's show plus much more. But let's start with that conversation, Mark, about where we can improve. And I think that, you know, after giving people a second opinion on their financial plan, we sometimes see that they need a complete overhaul of the plan. But sometimes it's not a complete overhaul. They're just minor adjustments that need to be tweaked. Uh, the thing is, though, that these things end up making a very big difference. I want to talk about some of the easy opportunities for improvement that we commonly see. One of those easy to tweak things is too much money in cash. How often do you see that little tweak needing to be made? That's a good point, Walter. You know, actually, we've seen a lot of it lately. For some reason uh, this year, I've seen a lot of people sitting in cash and CDs which virtually is the same thing. CDs aren't really paying much, even though we've seen a little spike in interest rates. You're still not keeping up with inflation. And I've said before, we use a 3% inflation rate in our practice. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're at least keeping pace with inflation. So that would be net of fees and expenses. You probably should be looking at at least 3% for that. With that being said, you still need to have enough cash, which is cash reserves, emergency funds, whatever you want to call it, but having the right amount. Anything more than that, again, you're losing purchasing power. But we've run into a lot of cases lately where folks have had a lot, of, way too much in cash and CDs and those sorts of things. And we were actually able to illustrate with our financial planning software, you know, just some minor tweaks in their plan and just changing the structure of, of, of the allocation and that sort of thing, how we can improve their situation and really enhance it in the long run. And, and we're able to demonstrate that, like I said, with our software. So that's one of the uh, common areas for easy improvement of a plan, too much money in cash. Also, Mark, we see old life insurance policies that are in existence and outdated, outmoded, could be changed or improved. How often is that a, a situation you see? 
We see it a lot. You know, one of the things that uh, we do, and I, I'm securities licensed as well as insurance licensed, so I'll, I will say that. But one of the things when we do our planning is really review uh, people's insurance. And um, what I've noticed is people have these old policies. We just had a gentleman recently who became a client where he had a policy where the cash value actually exceeded the death benefit. And he was actually making premium payments on this and, and is currently retired. So we were able to give them a, a lot better policy and, and looking to improve that because one of the important things is most of the major insurance carriers have now adopted the 2016 mortality tables. And what that means to, to people listening is this, insurance is actually cheaper now than it used to be. Why is that? Because people are living longer. So if an insurance company was planning on holding your money for 10 years, given your life expectancy, maybe now they can hold it for say 15 years. So insurance is actually cheaper. You know, how many things out there, Walter, are actually cheaper now than mm. they used to be? Not, not many, many, not many things, no. <laughs> Probably no. just insurance. So we've actually been able to look at people's policies and find out what the benefit is. You know, do they buy that policy for death benefit? Do they buy it for cash value, maybe retirement income? Some of the newer policies now that we've been replacing for folks is covering uh, living care benefits, which can be used for long-term or in-home care benefits, which is a great way to, to cover for long-term care needs and a great solution to that other than the traditional long-term care insurance uh, that's, that is available as well. So, you know, there's lots of different things that are out there, but it's, it's good that you get educated and understand what your options are. Uh, and so you can make a bit more informed decision down the road as well. We're talking with Mark Silverman about some of those easy things to improve in your financial plan. Old 401ks would be another area of improvement. And I got to think, Mark, that this one's pretty common, that people have old 401ks that are not very efficient in their portfolio. Correct. I mean, and people have heard me say this before, but most 401ks, you have a couple different mutual funds you could pick. And I've said this before, but mutual funds, even though we can work with them in our practice, I tend to not be a big fan of them. They have a lot of hidden fees and expenses, and I think there's just better ways of doing it. And if you have an old 401k, there's lots of different reasons why you probably want to roll that into a self-directed IRA. One being you can basically do anything you want with that money. It's unlimited your investment choices. You're not limited to your old company's investment choices. The other thing is you can also help control the fees. It's a lot usually easier to access. You're not dealing with your old company's HR department, you know, those, those sorts of things. So there's lots of benefits of rolling those or consolidating those. And that's one of the things we really try to help folks with, especially given our planning processes, is really looking at the whole picture and, and making it easier down the road. There are probably lots of other things that we could add to this list, Mark, of opportunities for improvement that exist in you know, a ton of people's plans. But let's highlight at least just one more, and that would be a managed account. So you've got a money manager somewhere in the equation, but very little management is actually happening in the account. You're paying for something that's not really going on. I, that, to me, as sort of uh, you know, a layperson, Mark, seems like it would be difficult to tell, but it's something that you can uncover, right? Sure, sure. And so that's one of the things that we'll do is really looking at the overall fees that you might be paying uh, to work with your advisor. And again, nobody works for free, including ourselves. But, you know, understanding what you're paying for and are you getting the value that you're paying for? You know, I'm a big believer in a fee-based advisor versus a commission-based advisor. Um, but with that being said, you know, you should be paying, you should be getting something for that, whether it be planning, advice, you know, meeting with them on a regular basis. And, and we find too often that advisors tend to become lazy. And in doing so, you know, they maybe they aren't reaching out to clients uh, on a regular basis and they aren't providing the service and, and checking in with clients. And so those are the times when clients really need us, especially given the, the bad times in the market, not always the upside. So it's, it's important that people always understand those sorts of things and really understand what they're paying versus what they're getting. And so we try to be very proactive with our clients 
and rather than reactive, which a lot of advisors unfortunately are. But it's it's really understanding those sorts of things and making sure you're getting what you're paying for. So whether you're a first-time listener to the show or have heard me for a long time, if anything I've said makes sense or resonates with you, this is your chance to come in and have a conversation with me in my office to go through a process we call the financial physical. I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investments or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. Rather, we'll discuss your values and goals in a way, honestly, you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. As part of the financial physical, we will discuss your cash reserves, debt management if you have any, insurance, all types, and how to best allocate your assets and we'll benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be so you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. This becomes the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way, and your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next 10 people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Here's the number to call to get in touch with Mark Silverman. You can also text this number as well and say, I'd like to come in for that financial physical, for that one-on-one review of your plan and have that conversation. 520-333-7601. Again, you can call or text that number. 520-333-7601. You can interact with Mark Silverman that way. Get in touch and have a conversation about your plan. 520-333-7601, your number to call. That'll put you in touch. Mark's the president of Silverman and Associates. He's local to Tucson, serving you throughout southern Arizona. And if you'd like to make sure that you're getting the most out of your portfolio, out of your retirement plan, that you're not leaving some of those inefficient things in your portfolio left unattended, if you're looking for opportunities to improve, now's a good time to reach out to Mark Silverman. 520-333-7601. Call or text that number. 520-333-7601. Stay with us. Much more coming up on today's show. This is Saving with Silverman. Around the corner, we'll talk about what it looks like to have postponed rewards in retirement and why those sacrifices end up paying huge dividends in the end. Talk about that and much more on today's show on Saving with Silverman. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? At Silverman & Associates, Mark Silverman and his team take pride in looking after their clients' best interests. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. 
Well, it's time for Getting to Know You, where we throw Mark Silverman a random question each week just to take a quick sidestep from the financial landscape and find out more about his personality. So, Mark, uh, I love this question. It's one we probably all used to ask back when we were like seven years old, but we'll do it now as well. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? That's an interesting one. Probably a fish. Ooh, um, interesting. Dangerous choice. <laughs> you get to you get to swim around all day. Uh, I'm a fish guy. I have a tank at home, and but and that fish sort of just thing. constantly eat each other. I mean, you're just you're just always having to keep your head on a swivel as a fish, right? Yeah, but you're getting exercise constantly. You're always swimming, right? Whether <laughs> yeah, they say you're so, watching yeah. fish reduces your blood pressure, and they're good to Ooh, yeah. it's relaxing. So, so does eating fish, right? That's true. I mean, <laughs> fish are good for you. So, <laughs> I guess it's the perspective. I'd, so. I'd be eating a Mark Silverman potentially if you were a fish. See, there you go. Come back in the future. <laughs> All right. So, so what fish. kind of fish? I mean, you've got to give more detail than just a fish. You, if you have an aquarium and you're a fish guy, you, you probably have well, a I would say you probably don't. Well, I guess there's a benefit to being in a tank versus maybe being in an ocean or a lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to go out and, and look for different food sources if you're in a tank, but you probably get bored of being contained in a small place. So you can either versus, be a safe goldfish or, or clownfish or something in a tank. Clownfish, there you Otherwise, go. Otherwise, you better be something big, right? Exactly, in the ocean, yeah, which you probably want to be a shark or something like that, or a whale. There you go. Yeah, be a whale. There you go. That's that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> a whale in, in a place where they don't illegally hunt whales, and then you'll be in pretty good shape, I think. Assuming people follow that rule, yeah. Yeah, but but a whale isn't an animal or, and isn't a fish either. I mean, it's an animal, but it's not a it's fish. Not. It's uh, Correct. It's a mammal, right? So That's that's true. So you can't be a same whale. With, Sorry, Mark, no shark, whales. Right? A shark is not a fish, is it? No, shark is a fish, I think. I could be wrong, but I think it is. It's been a while since fifth grade science when we learned these kinds of things, you know. That, I think that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, is onto something. Uh, it could be because there's all sorts of knowledge just like these questions that we would know back in fifth grade but now have kind of forgotten the nuances of but and shark weeks usually this summer is usually in like that's right july august something so, like that so well, i'm sure they'll clarify that for us when we get to that point i'll have to pay special attention there you go all right well if uh mark silver could be an animal it would be a fish it's funny i'd probably be a bird and so i'd probably be swooping down to attack mark swimming in the water unless he's in that tank then he would be safe but uh Pretty interesting pick, I think. I didn't see that one coming, Mark, so thanks for that. (laughs) Getting to know Mark Silverman a little bit better. Don't worry, we'll get back to the financial talk coming up next, right here on Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman is a lifelong Arizonan. He went to Arizona State, and his firm is based right here in Tucson. When you come in for a visit, you can expect someone who's familiar with your community. At Silverman & Associates, our relationship with you is most important to us. We want to build you a financial plan that's unique to your goals. No generic products, no corporate red tape, just friendly folks looking to give you a comprehensive approach to retirement planning. Come in for a visit today and let us help you build a meaningful retirement. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Do you ever feel like you need Superman to help you with your financial crisis? I've got you. you. You've got me. Who's got you? Well, we're not superheroes, but we can save the day when it comes to your finances. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. You're listening to Saving with Silverman, the show that helps you navigate your way through the financial world. And it's also the show 
that you need to listen to if you want to make smarter choices about your money, because those choices do impact the quality of your life. Visit Mark online by going to savingwithsilverman.com. That's savingwithsilverman.com. Here in Tucson and Southern Arizona, he is the person to turn to for guidance and advice. He's a certified financial planner professional and the president, again, of Silverman and Associates. You can call or text Mark with your questions, thoughts, comments, or to set up a time to meet. 520-333-7601 is that number. Call or text 520-333-7601. You know, Mark, sometimes it's hard to make financial sacrifices when the reward might not be seen until several years into the future. I want to talk about some of the situations where people might be inclined to take an immediate benefit when really they should consider that delayed satisfaction or that delayed benefit that they would get from that decision. The first one's a pretty obvious one to serve as our warm-up, passing up on a 401k match. Don't do it. No, you absolutely want to make sure it's free money. So whatever the match is, you want to at least be contributing enough to get the full match because it is free money and, and your company will not pay it if you don't if you don't meet that certain requirement. People starting out and that sort of thing, the younger you are, get in the habit of saving. I can't emphasize that enough. We deal a lot with this with our clients' children and, and even grandchildren at times where we really – you know, have a conversation with them about making sure they start saving. And what I always say is start, make sure that you're getting the match, kind of like you mentioned, Walter, and then maybe bump it up. If things are going okay after a couple months and maybe you're doing, say, 5%, maybe bump it up to 7%, see how things are going. If bills are still getting paid and you're still able to put food on the table, maybe bump it up to 9 But start to get in the habit of saving. And what people will notice is after time has passed, they're going to start getting in the habit and and they won't miss that money because it's already been taken off the top. But again, this is pre-tax money. So the best thing you can do is start saving because the earlier you start, the less you have to make up down the road. I can't tell you how many people we meet with who are maybe in their 50s and they realize they want to retire and maybe they haven't did a very good job saving. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's, it's a lot tougher the later you start. So if you can get in the habit of starting early, you're going to be much more successful, financially independent and those sorts of things. It's nice to be able to pass up that immediate, you know, extra cash in your pocket for really double in the future if you do that delayed benefit of, you know, getting that 401k match. Another area where people often go for the short-term opportunity versus the long-term is saving only in tax-deferred accounts. Awfully nice to have that deduction in this year rather than thinking about it, you know, 20, 30 years from now, but boy, you'll be glad that you, you know, maybe took advantage uh, of some other tax, you know, situations and investments in the long run. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think you're referring to Roth IRAs. Right. I'm a yeah. big proponent of having Roth IRAs. And if you have the choice between going with a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, I would tend to opt for a Roth IRA because I think you're going to get more benefits down the road over time. The easy way to think about it is, you know, if you save a dollar now on taxes, but you pay taxes on $2 down the road versus saving, you know, paying taxes on a dollar, but getting the $2 tax free, which do you think is going to be a better option? And in some cases that might be one or one to three or one to four even for a long period of time. So, you know, again, it's, having a, a multiple type of accounts, but at least the, the thing is you want to get it started. So if you're younger and just starting off, you want to make sure that you are contributing to your 401k. If you have one, if they have a match, make sure you're at least contributing to the minimum like we already said. But if you don't have a, a company retirement plan or you're able to contribute to a retirement account on your own, I would opt for a Roth versus doing a traditional IRA in my opinion. And there are some Roth 401ks starting to see some of those. And again, I'm a big fan of doing it that way because we do come across a lot of clients who are you know, close to retirement or even in retirement that have accumulated a lot of money in their traditional IRAs and 401ks, 403bs, you know, TSPs, those sorts of things. And 
it could be problematic down the road with the requirement of distributions you have to take. So you want to make sure that you're spreading it out kind of like what you said, Walter. Yeah, my wife has a uh, 403B that she can make Roth contributions to. And so that's awesome. We're trying to put as much as we can into that. Because unlike a Roth IRA, you don't have as much uh, in the way of restrictions and how much you can save, which is another benefit, right? Yeah. I mean, this year, I mean, if you're um, under the age of 50, you can either put uh, up to 5,500 under age 50 into an IRA or Roth IRA. If you're over 50, you can do 6,500 into a Roth IRA or traditional IRA versus if you uh, have a 401k, a 403b, a thrift savings plan, 457, you can, and you're under 50, you can put 18,000 away as far as your contribution. If you're over 50, you can put up to 24,000. So there's a significant amount that you can put money away, but the key is to make sure that you're putting the money away, maxing it out and that sort of thing and doing the best job you can. Cause I've never had anybody say, well, we have a lot more money than we need in retirement. It's never a problem, but the reverse is always true where, you know, some folks might not have the type of retirement that they want if they haven't done a very good job of saving. We're talking with Mark Silverman about some of those decisions in the financial world where we might want to take the immediate benefit, but sometimes it's better to wait and delay that benefit. And another option uh, that we come across from time to time is when people have maybe the opportunity to cash out of a retirement plan and use those funds on you know something that's maybe more pressing, a more immediate issue. But uh, usually this is going to end up being one of you know uh, an investor's top regrets when they do get to retirement. Yeah, typically you want to just be putting money in these type of accounts and just kind of forgetting about it. That's kind of the best strategy that I've found. But you know there are times when you might have a hardship or something like that where you maybe actually need to access the money and there's different options. If it's a company retirement plan, sometimes you can do loans, but those can only be up to 50,000 is typically the max. And then sometimes there's restrictions on that and there are some, some pitfalls you need to be aware of uh, if you were to lose your job, that sort of thing, and you have one of these uh, loans out there, it could be considered taxable income. So you need to be careful about that. And so the last thing you wanna do is tap into retirement accounts if you're under age 59 and a half, Typically, you're going to have a 10% penalty plus ordinary income taxes, so you're going to be losing a substantial amount of money that you put away. So that should be your last resort. But again, you know, things do happen, but there might be better ways out there. And certainly happy to have that conversation with you. Claiming Social Security at age 62 is awfully tempting for a lot of people, Mark, but it's not always going to be the wisest decision to take Social Security as soon as you can. No, and I mean, the, the, the caveat to this is, is life expectancy. So assuming somebody knows how long they're going to live, which so far nobody does, but you need to understand that if you are going to be living a normal life and people, as we mentioned earlier, are living longer. So you want to make the best decision possible. And, and through our planning process, we can actually show people, you know, if you took it early at age 62 or if you took it at full retirement age, which for most people is going to be between say 66 and 67 versus deferring it to the max, which is at age 70. That's when you get the biggest payment. Uh, that's where it maxes out. We can show you what those numbers look like, assuming your life expectancy and those sorts of things and help with those kind of uh, situations. Um, because you know the, what I find is most people that do take it early are worried about the you know, the government's going to run out of money and they're not going to be able to fund this thing. You know, that's not the way you want to base your decision on you. There's other things that you need to factor as far as if you're going to have working income, whether you or your spouse are still working, you need to take that into consideration. If you have other income sources, taxes, there's lots of, of decisions that need to be taken in consideration before you determine when to take Social Security. Because once you do turn it on, it's permanent. You can't change it. And I've met Many people over the years that regret the decision that they made and wish they would have knew more before electing to turn it on. Yeah, a lot of different people regret sometimes these decisions that they make when they could have 
postponed a little bit of that reward and instead take the immediate benefit. One more example of this, Mark, would have to be working with the wrong advisor. And this is a little bit more nebulous, I guess, in terms of our our conversation about immediate awards versus later. But this is more so kind of like, I guess, what, skipping out on maybe that tough decision of moving on from an advisor you've worked with for years and just sticking with them so you don't have to have that conversation? Well, you want to make sure that the advisor is really, truly providing advice. And if they haven't done a plan for you or they haven't really looked at all the different pieces of your puzzle, how can that advice be very valuable or objective? You know, what I find is most advisors, unfortunately, you know, are more focused on selling. So they're, whether it be selling you an annuity or selling you a mutual fund or whatever it might be, they're more in, in, invested in, in interested in selling you a product versus figuring out what your goals are and, and how much you're going to need and those sorts of things, what you value. And so our process is really driven on giving advice and, and planning. That's kind of the basis of our practice versus, again, most advisors are really looking at selling things. So that's a decision you have to come across. If you do you know, have any questions or you want to see what we do versus what you might be doing or what you have done, certainly give us a call. You know, a lot of this is, it's a relationship business, as I've said before, but a lot of it comes down to personality. So you want to be working with someone that has the right personality that you feel comfortable with, that you can share your values and goals with, because if you don't do that, I don't know how they, an advisor can do a very good job for you, but you have to understand and make sure they have the qualifications and that they're looking out for your best interest at all times and how maybe the products that they've sold you, how those are going to benefit you, not them. We're talking with Mark Silverman. And Mark, tell me a little bit about your process, how it's different from you know other financial advisors out there and how you help people kind of evaluate decisions like we've talked about here over the last couple of minutes. Sure, Walter. So just like you get a second opinion on your health, why wouldn't you get a second opinion on your wealth? So if you're a do-it-yourself or already working with someone, this is your chance to go through a process we call the financial physical. Do you know what your investments are costing you? If you're still working, are you on track to have the type of retirement you've always envisioned? Or if you're already retired, do you know if you or your spouse are at risk of running out of money while trying to maintain your current lifestyle? So whether you're a delegator or a validator, we can help. I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. In this initial meeting, we'll address issues of importance to you, provide an overall view of your situation, and give general advice on what needs to be completed. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way, and your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. Just as you want to reach a healthy life from a physical standpoint, you also want to reach and maintain great financial health, so our financial physical is just what the doctor ordered. We try to do our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly, so I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next seven people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 
Here again is that number to call or text to set up a time to meet for that financial physical, 520-333-7601. That's your number to call or text, 520-333-7601. Really great opportunity to find out where you currently stand financially, how you can improve your financial situation going forward. And you can do it with local resident Tucson native Mark Silverman serving you here in Southern Arizona. 520-333-7601. That is your number to call or text. 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. And stay with us. There's more coming up on today's show. This is Saving with Silverman with Mark Silverman. If you've ever asked yourself what a well-balanced financial portfolio looks like, keep listening to Saving with Silverman, and you'll find out. This is Saving with Silverman. Walter Storholt here alongside Mark Silverman of Silverman & Associates in Tucson, serving you throughout Southern Arizona. Mark's a certified financial planner professional. Find out about him by going online to savingwithsilverman.com. Again, that's savingwithsilverman.com. You can also call or text Mark at 520-333-7601. Find more about the financial physical that you can get when you come in to meet with Mark and have a conversation about your financial plan. Get in better financial shape by getting that financial physical, 520-333-7601. Again, you can call or text that number. Mark, let's explore some of the questions that people should be asking a potential advisor or even their current advisor that maybe they haven't really explored with before. Uh, The goal here is not for you to necessarily answer the questions as if you're being interviewed, but instead explain why the question would be important for somebody to ask. So is it fair for someone to say to an advisor, how do you get paid? Is that a fair question? Absolutely. I think any question, Walter, is, is a fair question. You know, when clients come in the first time or prospects come into the first meeting, you know, really I'll be happy to answer any questions that they have. Doesn't mean I have all the answers if they ask me something specific that regarding their plan and we haven't built a plan for them, you know, obviously we can't answer those, but we can find the answer out uh, after doing some work. But, you know, every question should be answered and, and you should always feel like like an advisor is not avoiding your questions and, and answering those truthfully and honestly. And if you don't feel like you're getting those sorts of answers, that could be a problem. Again, it's a relationship business and uh, you have to make sure that you ha- feel comfortable and, and have the right personality that you're a person that you're working with, or it's probably not a good relationship. But, you know, how do you get paid? And, and a lot of advisors get paid many different ways, but it's important that you understand that if, you, if you're working with an advisor that gets paid only to sell products, well, what do you think they're going to do? They're only going to recommend products, which may not be in your best interest. So it's important that you understand that. And again, if somebody's not willing to, to answer those sorts of questions, then that's probably not somebody you probably want to be working with. Yeah, there really shouldn't be a question that's off limits, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if an advisor is not willing to answer it or kind of skates around it, again, that's not the type of relationship you probably want. We're talking with Mark Silverman about questions you can ask a potential or maybe your current advisor. Another really good one, if you're kind of on a fact-finding mission, would be, you know, what's your typical client look like? Uh, What are some of the details you should be listening out for in that response? You want to know if they serve a a certain demographic, if they're working mainly with, you know, um, younger people or maybe, you know, pre-retirees or retirees, you know, what's the typical net worth of a client? What kind of needs do most of the clients have? Everybody's got a different situation, but, 
you know, at least in our practice, we tend to work with with similar people. There are some variations, but a lot of our clients are are in the same basically demographic, it seems like. Um, but there's always some that are out there that are maybe aren't uh, following the same demographic. But you should know what type of client they serve because that way they can understand what needs and things that you might be going through uh, so they can help guide you through your financial journey. Yeah, I think that's a really good question to ask is what does your typical client look like? It doesn't mean that you have to also be exactly like every other person that's come through the door, but you should be able to notice some trends. If, if they say, oh, well, I, you know, every client that I have probably is in their 20s and 30s and you're 55, then that's a little bit of a red flag as to, oh, why am I the only, you know, only client in, in their 50s that you're working with? Or I work with everybody from 20 to 80. Oh, well, why do you have such a broad client base? Because then those follow-up questions will give you even more details. Right. We tend to work with people that we know and trust, obviously. So we tend to attract people that are very similar as we are as far as, and you want to know what type of clients that that the advisor is serving. So you know if they can help you or not, if you guys are in the same boat or not, because if you're not, then it might not be a good fit. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. Another question you can ask your current advisor or a prospective uh, advisor you're thinking about working with would be, do you have a particular strength or specialty? Uh, that is important on many levels. Yeah, you want to make sure that the advisor uh, obviously is qualified, but you also want to know what their strengths are and, and what they provide, what value they provide, how they help their clients. And so you can understand that if they're, if what that advisor is providing is something that can benefit you or not. And if it doesn't, you need to know that. And if they can serve you and benefit your situation, you want to know that and, and what their approach is as well. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Mark, I think another great question that you could ask an advisor would be, how do you describe your investment approach or philosophy? Uh, again, you can share that with us, but also how would they, uh, the answer to that from any advisor shape what you know, a client or potential client might think uh, about working with that advisor? Sure. You, you want to make sure that you're, again, on the same page with the advisor. So understanding their approach, their philosophy, investment strategy, you know, should all make sense. It doesn't mean you need a, a very technical uh, answer that you can't understand. You want to just understand and, and hopefully what the, what the approach is and what their strategy is makes sense to you. If it doesn't or you don't understand what they're talking about, again, maybe that's not a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish. But it should make sense. I think that's the key in understanding uh, the process and how things work and and seeing if that can provide value to or benefit your situation. We're talking with Mark Silverman of Silverman and Associates, serving you in Tucson and Southern Arizona about good questions you can ask an advisor. How much contact do you have with your clients? This is a great question. How often do you meet in person? Uh, how often are we going to talk over the phone? You want to know what kind of follow-up you're going to get. Absolutely. And a lot of people that come in and meet with us who are currently working with an advisor, this is probably one of the key ones that why people are coming in because they don't have the communication that they would like from their current advisor. Um, you know, And so it's important that you understand how often you're going to be getting together with the advisor. And what I tell people is, you know, we meet with our clients anywhere from two to four times a year in person. And we're always available by phone calls and emails. There's no limit to that. But, you know, people want to work with people that they know that are going to be looking out for their interest and, and reaching out to them on a regular basis so they know that they're in good shape. Because as we build financial plans for folks, the plans, you know, basically assesses where you are today. You know, the plans needs to evolve as, as your situations get better or worse or whatever it might be. So we want to make sure that we're, that we're adjusting the plan to make sure that you're always on track for your goals as those evolve and, and that sort of thing. So it's important that you understand how what you can expect if you meet, if you work with someone, how regularly you're going to be getting together. Uh, and that's important to understand that. 
And last but not least, Mark, uh, we could continue coming up with a lot more questions, I think, but in the interest of time, will I be working with you, someone on your team, or both? Because there's a lot of advisors out there who you might have your first chat with them, but then you get passed off to another advisor for the rest of your relationship. And that's not always a bad thing, but it's, again, a, a way to highlight different ways of doing things. True. So, I mean, it's important that you understand that if you're going to be working with the person that you've hired, if that advisor is going to be working with you throughout the process, what is their role? If they have team members, what are their roles? And those are certain things that you want to know. I can tell you in our practice, uh, I'm the financial advisor. I'm the certified financial planner professional. I meet with clients. However, I do have support people that are there to help my clients as well and really benefit them. And we also take a team approach. So we have certified financial planners, estate planning attorneys, and other insurance professionals, those sorts of people that we work with with a network of people uh, to help clients throughout their whole process that we're happy to refer to. And so it's, it's, it's important that you understand that and understand everybody's role. So if you are working with someone, what you can expect of who's going to do what to get you through the process been a fun conversation with you, Mark, about some of these questions to ask an advisor. And I know these are all questions that you're willing to answer, you know, as an advisor, as a planner here in the Tucson and Southern Arizona area. Tell us a bit about what your process is like and how you might, you know, in a very brief manner, how you might answer some of these questions like we've talked about. Sure. So, I mean, these are questions, the ones that you've asked, Walter, these are all questions that we do get quite frequently and as well as others. So, and, and again, there's always uh, good questions that people ask and if they're concerned, we wanna make sure we address those sorts of things. So what I'm here to offer you at this point is whether you're a first time listener to the show or you've heard me for a long time, if anything I've said really makes sense or resonates with you, this is your chance to come in and have a conversation with me to go through this process we call the financial physical. At that point in time too, I'll ha be happy to answer any questions that you may have as well. I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. Rather, we'll discuss your values and, and goals in a way, honestly, you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you're married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. As part of the financial physical, we'll discuss your cash reserves, debt management if you have any, insurance, all types, and how to best allocate your assets. And we'll even benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be. So you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. This becomes the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and the going hourly rate to me with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next five people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 
Here's the number to call or text to reach Mark Silverman, 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Call or text, and you can request that financial physical to get in touch with Mark, have a conversation about your financial plan, and decide what's the best route to take to get there, to achieve those goals and dreams that you have in retirement. 520-333-7601. You can call or text that number. Mark is a certified financial planner professional here in the area. 520-333-7601. Call or text 520-333-7601. Stay tuned. There's still more to get to here on Saving with Silverman. We'll check in on the mailbag and answer some of your questions to wrap up the show next. At Silverman and Associates, we believe you deserve a financial plan that's customized to your situation. That's because no one strategy could possibly fit your unique needs and goals. From strategizing to execution, our goal is to give you undivided attention. Come in for a visit today and learn what it looks like to put your retirement dreams into action. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. You've got questions. We've got answers. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. This is Saving with Silverman. Walter Storholt here alongside Mark Silverman, who is a certified financial planner professional at Silverman and Associates, serving you here in Tucson and Southern Arizona. It's time for the part of the show that we like to call Story Time, where we just get a uh, really nice story from Mark Silverman and the people that he's helped in years past and how he helped them solve any financial problems or issues that they may have had. So, Mark, this week's topic, tell us about a time when you saw someone taking way too much risk for their particular age, and then how did you fix their portfolio? Sure. I mean, this is something that we see quite often, actually, uh, probably more times than not. Um, But the case that I would be thinking about, we had a couple that uh, started working with us late uh, last year. And when we started doing, they were working with an advisor for 20 plus years and came to us because they were more interested in the planning and wanted to see where they stood and that sort of thing. And we uh, did a full analysis for them, built a financial plan and looking at the numbers. And they're in the process of where they're looking to retire next year. And so we ran all the numbers and we did you know, analysis of their risk tolerance and that sort of thing and really determined that they didn't need to be taking as much risk as they were. In fact, they were actually in a better position if they took less risk. And, you know, uh, we had that conversation and I really looked at, at what they were doing and, and described to them, even though the markets have done quite well, you know, we are due for a correction at some point. You know, this hitting new highs every day or at or near highs is not going to stay this way forever. And I said, you know, the worst thing that could happen would be if we had a correction right before you decided to retire, whether it be late this year, early next year, et cetera. They might still be okay, but but chances are they probably wouldn't feel very good retiring. If you ask somebody that retired in, say, 2007 how they felt, some of those people probably had to go back to work versus somebody that retired in, say, 2009. So those are different experiences, and you know the markets are going to do what they're going to do. And so why not take the appropriate amount of risk that you're comfortable taking and seeing where you are in relation to your goals? And when we did this for these folks, and 
and we could show them, hey, you don't need to be taking all this risk. In fact, if you take less risk, you actually have a higher probability of achieving the goals that they had set out. So it was a great conversation to have, and we decided to implement, you know, given that strategy, and so far, so good. Everything is on track, and and they're planning on retiring next year. So, you know, and these are just one of the, the situations that we deal with all the time, but we do find a lot of people taking a lot more risk than they probably need to be. Um, especially given where we are in the market, you gotta, you know, you still want to take advantage and everybody wants a part of the upside of the market, but by the same token, you need to make sure you're protected and not taking more risk than you're comfortable taking or, or more risk than you're comfortable losing, I should say. And so it's just understanding those sorts of things and, and not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Great story. And I'm sure that's a pretty common one that you, that you get a lot of people out of whack with the amount of risk that they're taking. Probably one of the more common elements that you see in a, in a situation when somebody comes in to meet with you. It is. And, you know, a lot of times because we do a really good job as far as analyzing risk, especially when we have a, a husband and a wife, per se, you know, a lot of the times, even if they've been married a long time, they'll be on two different risk spectrums. Maybe they uh, one's more aggressive and one's more conservative. And we really will analyze that. And when we build portfolios, we'll find that maybe, you know, maybe they're both investing more aggressively or, or too conservatively, whatever it might be, whereas we could actually manage the money to their specific goals and then or have the conversation. Maybe we meet somewhere in the middle, but it's important that we understand you know, what their downside exposure is and actually show them. And we have a software that I've mentioned before on the show um, that we can actually analyze the risk that they're taking and really backtest their current investments, their portfolio, and show them how much risk they would, how much they would stand to lose if interest rates were to spike up 1% or if the market corrected like it did in the financial last financial crisis and show them without having to move money where they might stand in that. And so it's a, it's a pretty useful tool that we find and it really helps the conversation, helps people understand how much risk they may be exposed to. So these are just some of the ways that we really try to add value to clients and try to help people the best that we can. So what I'd like to do to kick off our new show that we're very excited about is offer anybody that's listening a chance to get a copy of a white paper that I wrote called The Top 10 Mistakes People Make in Retirement. And I wrote this white paper in the hopes of not seeing people make these same mistakes that I've seen people make in my experience uh, in working with people. So if anybody's interested in this white paper, all you have to do is give us a call or send us a text. Uh, if you are leaving a message or, or texting, please make sure to leave your email address and we will be happy to get that out to you. There's no cost or obligation and I'm happy to share that with you today. And that number you can call or text is 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Call or text that number, and Mark will be sure to get that white paper in your hands. 520-333-7601. Call or text Mark Silverman at that number. 520-333-7601. Much more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Saving with Silverman. Life is complicated. It's full of twists and turns and complex issues. The last things you need when planning your financial future are confusing numbers and advisors who just offer you a sales pitch. We believe there's a simpler way to invest. Your financial plan should be built on a plan that's made just for you. It's all about discovering your goals and designing a strategy that will help you get where you want to go. And don't worry, we'll track your progress along the way. Stop wandering your way through your investing life. Come in for a visit today. To schedule a visit, call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. 
You finished school and worked hard to get your first job. You told yourself you'd save for retirement, but that old jalopy you bought when you were 16 broke down, so you bought a new one. You started to save and soon you bought your first home. Then came pets, kids, and your world changed some more. You worked hard to provide for your family. You made sure your kids got a good education. You might be sending them to school right now. Or maybe it's the grandkids' turn. And of course, you're now making sure your parents are looked after. Through the years you lovingly sacrificed for your family, now it's time to take care of you. Love others well by taking care of yourself. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman to discover how to build a financial plan that will continue providing for you and the ones you love for years to come. This is Saving with Silverman. Walter Storholt here with you this week alongside Mark Silverman, certified financial planner professional serving you in Tucson and Southern Arizona. It's time for our mailbag segment where we take questions from listeners throughout the area. If you'd like to feature a question on the show, you can go to savingwithsilverman.com and just scroll down right there on the homepage and you'll see a box that says have a question and you can just fill out your question there and we'll be sure to feature it on the show if you'd like. Our first one comes to us from Vivian in Green Valley. Vivian says, I'm single and don't have any kids to take care of me when I'm older. So should I definitely buy long-term care insurance? Well, thanks for the question, Vivian. Um, You know, I certainly wouldn't discourage you from buying long-term care insurance if you're single you know, the argument it always is if something were to happen to you and, and you know, you had to have the state uh, pay for your uh, long-term care stay, they would take all of your assets, which probably wouldn't be a, a big deal if you don't have a spouse or children or, or beneficiaries, that sort of thing. So there's always that argument. But there are other ways of doing it other than traditional long-term care insurance. Earlier in the show, I had mentioned there's life insurance policies that have living care benefits that can cover long-term care stays. I prefer that option more so than traditional long-term care insurance. Having said that, if you do have a traditional long-term care policy, I'm certainly not saying you should get rid of it, but there are other ways out there if you're going to be putting money into these sorts of things. There's also annuities that can work as well. So there's lots of different options out there, and and some of these might be better options for you, but it's certainly a conversation to have. But uh, again, if you wanted to learn more, happy to have the discussion with you and maybe talk about some of these other options that are out there versus a traditional long-term care insurance policy. That's a great question, Vivian. Thanks for submitting that one. Let's get another one here from Diane. Again, go to savingwithsilverman.com to submit your questions. Diane in Rita Ranch says, I'm a federal employee. I'll have a nice pension when I retire next year, but I'm wondering about the money in my TSP. Should I keep it invested there or should I move it elsewhere? Great question, Diane. You know, we work with uh, thrift savings plans all the time. That's what TSP stands for. If you're a federal employee, like you said, that's what people have. But basically, you know, and the TSP is a good program. They do have some good fun choices. However, as I said earlier, I guess uh, in one of our other earlier segments, Walter, I had mentioned you are limited to those fund choices. If you rolled it out once you leave into a self-directed IRA, you can do anything you want with it. You're not just you know, stuck doing mutual funds. You can do exchange traded funds. You can do individual stocks or individual bonds, et cetera. So it gives you more flexibility. Plus, and I will say this, it's a lot easier to access your money. There are some limitations when working with TSP. You know, they're very specific on their forms and the timeframes and what you can and can't do. Uh, and they're not as flexible as we have found, uh, having moved a lot of people out of TSPs into self-directed IRAs, et cetera. So my advice is to make sure you understand what you're going to do with it first. But uh, there are better options uh, once you do leave to get it out and get it into a self-directed IRA that might be better for you. Uh, but you, again, you want to explore those options. But there are benefits. 
It's another good question. Thank you, Diane. One more here from Reginald to wrap up the show this week in the foothills. Reginald says, I'm 61 years old and have never had a financial advisor. If I've made it this far in my own, do you think I can make it the rest of the way without any help? Well, thanks for the question, Reginald. You know, I'm a big proponent of do what you do best and hire the rest. So uh, obviously being a financial advisor, I think it makes sense. And I, I can tell you, we do add value. There was a study that was done um, in Vanguard, which you can Google, and they they estimated a financial, a good financial advisor can save you upwards of 3% per year. Uh, and, and if you, that's an article you want, I'm happy to share that with you. It's, it's publicly available. And Vanguard did that, which, you know, they're a, a low-cost option, and that's the study that they put out. But, you know, again, I'm a big fan of working with financial advisors, having a, a CPA, having an attorney, estate planning attorney, making sure that everything's taken care of. And I think you what you pay versus what you get it, there's a big benefit there. So, you know, happy to show you what the value we may be able to bring if you're interviewing advisors at this point. Reginald, happy to have that conversation with you and see if we're a good fit or not. But I appreciate you listening to the show and keep listening out there. These are all great questions, Mark, and I think they all highlight you know some different areas of the financial planning world, and it also just kind of shows the variety with which you can help. Uh, you know, what, no matter what the problem or situation somebody's going through, there's different solutions and strategies that you're able to use to accomplish you know whatever the goal is or whatever the problem is. You can solve it. Absolutely, Walter. And to kick off our new show, Saving with Silverman, that we're very proud of, what I want to do is anybody that's listening, I'm going to offer a copy of the article, white paper that I wrote called Top 10 Mistakes People Have Made in Retirement. And I want, these are things that I hope you don't do or hope you don't repeat, I should say. So if you're interested in that, there's no cost, no obligation. Just certainly give us a call or send us a text. Make sure you include your email address and I'll be happy to get that out to you. No strings attached. But uh, for those of you that are interested in learning more, just like you get a second opinion on your health, why wouldn't you get a second opinion on your wealth? So if you're a do-it-yourselfer already working with someone, this is your chance to go through a process we call the financial physical. Do you know what your investments are costing you? If you're still working, are you on track to have the type of retirement you have always envisioned? Or if you're already retired, do you know if you or your spouse are at risk of running out of money while trying to maintain your current lifestyle? So whether you're a delegator or a validator, we can help. I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. In this initial meeting, we'll address issues of importance to you, provide an overall view of your situation, and give general advice on what needs to be completed. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way, and your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. Just as you want to reach a healthy life from a physical standpoint, you also want to reach and maintain great financial health. So our financial physical is just what the doctor ordered. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next three people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 
And again, here is that number for you to call or text to take advantage of a complimentary review with Mark Silverman and get that financial physical. 520-333-7601 is your number to call. That's 520-333-7601. Get a review of your plan. Find out what you might need to change going forward. uh, Or maybe you'll find out that you're in great shape financially and there aren't a lot of tweaks and uh, different things that you need to do right now. It's better to know now, though, than to figure it out later. And so if you have questions about your financial plan, about the financial landscape you find yourself in, Mark Silverman can help walk you through those different things. He's the president of Silverman and Associates, serving you in Tucson and Southern Arizona. Your number to call or text one more time is 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Call or text that number to reach Mark Silverman because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 520-333-7601. Call or text that number. Well, Mark, great having you on the program today, as always. Thanks so much for guiding us through it, and uh, we'll look forward to another great chat with you next week. Happy to be here, and again, thanks, everybody, for listening. That's Mark Silverman, your local advisor here in Tucson and Southern Arizona. One more time, your number to call or text, 520-333-7601. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Saving with Silverman. Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities product, service, or investment strategy. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified advisor, tax professional, or attorney before implementing any strategy or recommendation discussed herein.